Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PursuitsGrowRoom.com. This episode is the Grow Guides. Grow Guides come out every Friday, and specifically this week, we talk about bugs on cannabis plants, you know, what they look like, what the symptoms of the bugs on the plant look like, uh, how to get rid of them without pesticides, and then how to get rid of them with pesticides. There's a lot covered in this episode, so it would be good to have a pen and paper handy, like old school style, like back in the 80s kind of thing. That'd be sweet, or you can take notes on your phone. But of course, you can always head over to PersusGrowRoom.com. We have loads of guides and articles on bugs and how to fight them and how to prevent them over on the website, which you can read about even being a member of the site. So if you don't want to sign up to the forum, that's cool. There's still loads of guides there to help you learn how to grow and how to keep the plants happy and how to kill bugs if that's what you need. But like I said, there's lots of information in this episode. So if you need any help at all, head over to PersusGrowRoom.com sign up to the forum and just ask for help them and we're always happy to help it's a real friendly place so get over to Percy's if you haven't already and become a member that'll be sweet but for now we'll leave you with the grow guides so i hope you enjoy the episodes i hope this episode teaches you some stuff about how to kill bugs and how to prevent the bugs in the first place because that's the most important thing just keeping away from the plants altogether so here it is we hope you enjoy it and i'll speak to you at the end of the episode see you in a bit So, it is not just humans that love cannabis. Bugs also love cannabis too. <laughs> and sometimes they will want to eat your plant, even though you're putting in all the hard work to grow it. And that's not fair. That's not how things should work. So, if you see bugs on your plant, you need to kill them. How do you do it? <laughs> right, so we don't suffer with bugs very much, do we, on, on the panel? Suffer so, is a strong word. But yes, no, none of us suffer with bugs. No, I always have bugs. I have like almost never grown bug free. There's always bugs in my tent. Really? Yep. But for a while, I uh, kept on getting thrips. They're a common one, aren't they? We mentioned that on last week's show. Yep. They're, yeah, they're pretty. I had those on my outdoor last year. They can yeah. be really devastating too, if not controlled. And, yep. Thrips as well. It's like I didn't even know what the fuck a thrip was until I started growing weed. <laughs> yeah, so it's like well, I've never seen this insect anywhere out in the wild or anything. I always say, growing weed, you'll you'll learn how to be a like a basic chemistry. You'll learn biology. You'll learn some ecology. You know, because mm -hmm. it's all encompassing. And yeah, bugs. I didn't know anything about bugs really either before I started growing. I've always been interested in you know that aspect of science and shit, but like. You don't look into stuff really unless you need to. So, um, yeah, bugs bugs can be bad, but they can be not that bad, and they can be good too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. It, it it mainly becomes a problem when you're growing indoors as well, because Monkey mentioned this last week, I think, where if you're growing outdoors, there's going to be predators that will eat the bugs attacking your plants, and you know nature finds a way to keep everything balanced. But indoors, they don't have that kind of, that same environment. 
Nope. So no predators are there just waiting for aphids to get in. You know, there's no ladybirds or ladybugs just sitting on the plants waiting for the aphids to get in. So, so you're going to see bugs more often outdoors than indoors, right? To find balance, yeah. isn't it? In my they definitely do. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the bugs live outdoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you have a fucking infestation of spiders or something in your house. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, fuck. You just right. <laughs> Nature does have a, a tendency of balancing. As, as long as the balance is maintained, you know, you're not spraying pesticides all over your yard. Mm-hmm. You have flowers and, and plants and things for your beneficial insects like green lacewings and ladybugs and all those other bugs. Because they don't exclusively eat aphids. They're not just like, where the fuck are the aphids, you know? Mm-hmm. And they just, because they have to eat other shit too. They're kind of generalists, a lot of them these predators so yeah as long as you have uh, that balance maintained through proper um you know you're not spraying chemical fertilizers or pesticides like i said or insecticides and all that kind of shit then it's yeah it pretty much self-regulates itself mm-hmm. inside though like like you exactly like you said there there you don't have those those uh buffers ex- really if you want to call them that in terms of the beneficials that naturally exist birds are another one you know birds eat bugs mm-hmm. and shit mm-hmm. Um, indoors unless you introduce beneficials you're not going to get them and so if you do get a you know an infestation of aphids or thrips it's basically like the garden of eden in there it's a free-for-all food fucking thing for them because yeah i mean yeah (laughs) yes there's there's a a shitload of bugs that will attack the plant as well but some are going to be more likely than others like we mentioned earlier we said thrips and does anybody want to describe what a thrip looks like or how would you would you tell that thrips were attacking your plant like you can see them with the naked eye they're not microscopic they look they're really look, small though they are really small if you About look a half at them a millimeter or so yeah they look like little teeny grasshoppers kind mm-hmm. of really is what they look like mm-hmm. i mean unless you're looking through a scope you're probably You've got that long back that. and it, it, yeah 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 but the abdomen. Um, the most characteristic thing you'll see with thrips is the damage and it like we've sent on the past episode i think it looks yes. like somebody spit all over your leaves and then the spit dries so it's like kind of shiny and mm-hmm. glistening but that's basically just from the thrips if you think of the little claws and teeth they're and they they rasp out the, the green out of the leaf they basically scratch it and they suck out all the juice and then they leave that that shell which is, it looks silver to us but really it's just translucent because it's the plant's like structure basically without anything inside of it anymore mm-hmm. yeah that's a threat horrible fuckers yeah they can be devastating man really bad um, and it's the same with uh, a lot of bugs on the plants as well you, you'll see the signs of them and it's easier to identify the signs of some bugs rather than the bug themselves because they can be hard to see and even if they are big enough there might not be enough on there for you to just see one it's hiding underneath one of the many leaves yeah. so it's good to be able to notice what the what effects they're having on the plant by looking at the leaves and the next one will be spider mites and spider mites is a, is a well-known bug that attacks cannabis plants but that they are tiny monkey you want to talk about spider mites yeah spider mites are exactly what you you say they they, they look like tiny tiny spiders they're so small that you almost need a magnifying glass to be able to identify these things uh they generally live on the back of the cannabis leaf uh you will find them sometime on the front if they're moving around but they like to live on the back they attack the plant by again uh, biting into the plant and sucking the juice out from the bottom 
the, when your infestation is early on, what you'll basically see is little small white dots on, on, the, on some of the fan leaves and stuff. And, you know, if it gets real bad, they'll actually start, you'll start seeing what looks like web on, that forms on the bottom of the leaves. And then, you know, if, if you start seeing it on the top of the leaves, you've got really bad spider mite mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I think TG calls these guys the board because, you know, they, they work together and, and the collective takes over really, really fast. Resistance is Goddamn futile, basically, you know. <laughs> but there's there's other types of mites too. Broad mites are another really mm -hmm. devastating one. But yeah, spider mites are kind of the most common mites that people think about when they think about mites. Russet mites and shit as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Russet mites are another one. There's there's soil dwelling mites too. So mm -hmm. um yeah, mites are shit, man. So spider mites, thrips, what's next? Uh, fungus gnats, man, them fungus gnats. Mm -hmm. Everybody, fungus everybody's nuts. favorite, right? Fungus gnats. Yeah, what are you saying, DJ? Fungus gnats. I, I always have fungus gnats. I like it's they and I exist perpetually now. <laughs> I, um, I don't mind them, you know. They they're easy as far as pests go. I, I think of pests and cannabis as like there's the big five, you know. We've talked about thrips, spider mites, um, fungus gnats now, there's aphids. And uh, what was the other one? Maybe there's only four. Um, fungus gnats, flips, yeah. spider mites, uh, aphids, and that's the big four. Yeah, yeah big, like big four, I guess. Um, there's other things too, but yeah. But as far as those four go, fungus gnats to me are the most benign. They mm -hmm. do the least damage. They're annoying, but you know they're not. They only do damage when they're in their larval stage in the soil when they're flying around all they're doing is mating and getting in your face and flying in your mouth which is again really laying annoying. eggs man laying yeah. eggs yeah, yeah they go sit on the soil and they shit stick their ass in the soil and lay their egg and then it hatches and then the larvae swims around in the soil and eats mostly detrital material but it can they can start nibbling on root tips which is where you get damage to your plants they don't do any but damage their shit top. as well the the shit from the fungus gnats kind of block the soil make it thicker so it doesn't have as good yeah. drainage if you should have if you have enough like i would say that only happens in a like a really really bad infestation mm -hmm. um and maybe that's even more so just due to the sheer number of the larvae in the soil too mm. so yeah um but if you're at that point then you the need you, well you should take immediate steps they uh they you can get rid of them you can like with using a soil drench using uh, beneficial insects or predators like nematodes and uh, bti and some mites will uh, attack them as well but we'll get into like prevention and treatment after here after we mm -hmm. talk about the actual pests but yeah fungus gnats definitely the least of the concern of the four but still it's not something you really want to let get out of control because again their larvae can kind of fuck and it's it's harder to diagnose too because like i say they don't do any damage to the leaves so you're like oh Maybe I have nutrient lockout or something, but really it's like the fucking fungus gnats are eating the shit out of your roots. So, yeah. And then we anyway. have aphids, right? The aphids is the next one. Fuck aphids. Fuck aphids. <laughs> I've never, never had any problems with aphids in my grow room. Well, neither oh. spider mites or, uh, or fungus gnats either. Aphids, man? Mm -mm. No, no. Uh -uh. I mean, they're uh, bigger. You can see them. Oh, also known as green fly, black fly. You know, there's all sorts of uh, different names used for them. Black, they can be green and red aphids. They'll, they'll all come grow all different bane. kinds. Yeah. 
and you've got yeah. spotted ones and everything else. Yeah, very the, different. And they're lots bigger. Of, lots so, of varieties. Yeah, and they're bigger, so they take bigger chunks out of the plant. It won't take them very long, you know, a group of those. And what, what population suck. after? They, you'll be covered I mean, in aphids, man. They literally suck. <clears throat> they just stick their proboscis in the leaf and just... And yeah, mm. vigor gone, everything gone. And they reproduce so fast and they're so hard to get rid of because predators really don't work. Um, right. And spraying, you don't really want to do in certain times of the, the crop and you never get them all anyway. So fuck. <laughs> you make yeah. it sound hopeless. Eh, I don't like them. <laughs> I really don't like them. It's never really hopeless, though. You can get most of these fuckers off your plant, and if you can't get them off completely, you can keep. Uh, you can at least keep the numbers down, so they don't have too much of a too much yeah. of an impact on the plant. So that's yeah. that's something that you can do. It's never really over. It's just that's a pain in the ass to deal with. Fungus gnats, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, the secondary problem I have, I've seen with aphids, and I've not had aphids in my cannabis, but on other other things though, is once you get a good crop of aphids they start dropping what's called honeydew yes mm-hmm. and this is a sticky liquid the ants love it but yep. if something doesn't consume that honeydew it starts going moldy very fast and it'll start yep. turning your leaves black yeah so definitely don't want that and protect aphids because they, they want the farm honeydew, them they, yeah. they farm they them they protect them and, and harvest the honeydew and yep, yep. they fatten it's them really all cool. up but not on my fucking weed plants, you little dicks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. And this is it. You don't want uh, you don't want these fuckers getting into your grow tent in the first place, or, you, or, or your grow room. You know, and you, the best cure for bugs on your plant is prevention. And you have to do everything you can to try and keep these fuckers off the plant in the first place. Uh, now, to start with, to prevent them, having a good, healthy cannabis plant is a good way to go. A good, healthy cannabis plant is going to have an immune system to some extent, and it's going to be able to fight off some bugs without any help. You know, there's something that come along and it'll have little hairs on the leaves, which the bugs find uncomfortable and they'll fuck off without even laying any eggs or trying to eat anything. So a good, healthy plant is always a good start, especially if you're growing outdoors. You know, a healthy plant is less likely to be attacked by insects. But what else can we do? What else is prevention? Are we washing your hands before you go into the grow room, all this kind of shit. Well, I don't do that kind of thing. But you see some people go excessive and they're like, you know, you, you take a shower cool, before you visit the grow room after you've walked the dog <laughs> and things like that. It's like, nah, come on, with that, bro. Now, I, I will <laughs> shower if, if I'm mowing the lawn and stuff like that, where I'm mm-hmm. really, you know, disturbing a lot of things and lots of things can be on me. I will shower before I go in my grow room. After that, because I don't want to. That's I mean, what if yeah. I brought an aphid in there? Just one that would be so easy for that entire tent to just go poof, you know. And if, if you go into your grow room directly after mowing your grass, like you probably deserve to get fungus gnats, you fuck. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta have that challenge, man, you know. Come on, <laughs> no, no challenge, just change your clothes at least, you know. Yeah, sometimes really. you have no choice, I know. Well, you know, because like you should, you should. You're, you're, Garden equipment is in the same area as your grown equipment. Well, if you have to grow in a garage, if you're unfortunate enough to have to. If, sure. if that is your situation, that does suck. But honestly, cleanliness and prevention is the easiest way to prevent any of this. And uh, yet I have never had an issue. Fucking touch wood. Why did I say it? But I've never had a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most, no, and they're literally most... on, just on the opposite side of the wall. I can guarantee you most bugs get in on the grower 
you know mm-hmm. here in yeah. canada there the places i applied i applied at aurora a while back and yeah. i know that they make you shower every day you have to shower in shower out no matter even if you're just going for coffee i think because i, I remember hearing a story of they hired a grower and immediately after hiring her they got an infestation of spider mites yeah and they fired her yeah. and they had to decontaminate the entire facility and yeah yeah it's not cool so cleanliness you know yeah it's That's important man it's not big important. big one next to godliness sure is i'm pretty lucky i'm pretty lucky but also prevention too like i i noticed twisted mentioned foliar spray of compost tea in the mm. chat that's a great way to set up some like you know defenses um like in beneficial microbes and stuff Boost the autoimmune um, system with a plant yep that too so um yeah you basically have an army set up to fight off the pathogen pathogenic uh bugs before they can take hold you know and they make it taste like shit probably too you know i don't know <laughs> what bugs like so yeah man so prevention is better than cure but obviously if you i mean if you come to this podcast to listen to it because you have bugs and you're trying to find a way to get them fixed then none of that really matters does it because you've already got them and you need to find ways to get rid of them and first off if your plants flowering you don't want to spray anything on it you can't use pesticides or anything like that at all you don't want to do that to your buds but if the plants in veg if you need to then you can use pesticides most pesticides will work but they can be damaging man they they can be damaging to the microbiome in the soil they can be damaging to your actual plants and some of them are very strong and can burn your plant and shit you don't want that happening obviously so you, if you can avoid using pesticides at all avoid it yeah, there's the simple ways which you can keep plants, uh, bugs off the plant. And one of them is just making sure you have a strong fan blowing, you know, you have a fan oscillating around the room. So it, it constantly blows the bugs and then they wouldn't want to settle on the plant because it's too windy, pretty much. They, you know, so aphids, for example, they're, they're big bugs. If they're constantly blown by the wind, they find it more difficult to lay eggs. Uh, they'll find it more difficult to grip onto the plant, things like that. So make sure your fans blow in nicely. Wow. It pisses fungus gnats off the fans. Mm-hmm. Great way. Really if, you does, point, yeah. if you point it at the soil and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to... It's a really effective way to get rid of your fungus gnats is to have a, a fan blowing on the top of your soil mm-hmm. or cocoa yeah. and just there. to dry that very, very top layer real fast. The, the fungus gnat, they'll lay their eggs in the in the in like the top centimeter to an inch of soil on, to, on the top of your pots. And if you're using like air pots, you know, where the, the plastic ones with the spikes on the outside, and if you're using them, it, fuck, I got fungus gnats in there before and I was a pain in the ass, couldn't get rid of them because there was also coming out the side of the pots as well as the top because, mm-hmm. because you know, that's what they were laying oh, their eggs fuck, all over yeah. the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah man, they do. It, it was bad. It was terrible. They go oh, into the, the, the drainage holes. I see them running in and out of there all the time. And that's why I don't like yeah. using diatomaceous earth to treat them because... You, they'll just go in the holes on the bottom, you know. Yeah. So there we go. I did say earlier about I've only had threats, but yeah, I did have fucking fungus gnats as well. That came in in some uh, playground, I think. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I didn't remember it, so that means that it wasn't too much of a bad experience. No, no, they're not that bad. <laughs> you really. can get the fuck rid of them easily, you know. They kind of remind me of like fruit flies. They're like a nuisance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. But, you, know, yeah. you can get rid of them pretty easily. Yeah. Before it, they do too much damage, I think you'd have to have quite a few of them for them to yeah. be. Really if you just think. 
I've often seen one or two of them in the tent. But mm-hmm. what I do is I'd, I'd open the tent, I turn the light off and I leave the light on the, the room and then you'll see them come out of the tent and then you just close the tent, turn the light back on, Bob's your uncle. Get one of them electric tennis rackets. <laughs> <laughs> Zap them for fuckers. fungus net? Yeah, but for everything that flies, much. Zap them. Zap oh, them. Geez. Nice, satisfying. When you catch that fucker. I mean, black. You're dead <laughs> now. That's what you I get. Would it register on one of those things? Like those things? Yeah, man, I've zapped so a fungus snap with one of them. I'm sure. I've, smacked, <laughs> uh, I've got smaller flies that, yeah, you just got to be looking, man. Just got to make sure okay. that they hit the bar and don't fly through the gap, ain't it? You know, right. small things, but you can still get them, get that little shock out of it. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to get one of those because occasionally I see one with my house plants too. I'll kill them. Yeah, get get one, Marge. You'll love it. Love it. That's right. Your husband will love it too, right? Great things, yeah, man. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Should I have one of them? Just hang a few around your growth room. <laughs> They'll learn their lesson pretty fast. <laughs> Shit. But they got the uh, hanging things in your growth room as well, you know, like sticky traps. That's always an option of uh, if you got flying insects that are in the growth room, catching them in sticky traps is an easy way to get around it. And you can get yellow ones as well. And some of the bugs are much more attracted to yellow. So if you just hang them as a preventative in your growth room as well, that it's, it's a great way to get rid of them. And you can lay them at the bottom, like on, to, on top of the medium, at the bottom of the plant, and that will catch it. If you've got fungus gnats, for example, they'll come out the medium, and then they'll fly to the yellow sticky trap and just straight away they're fucked. They're not laying eggs all over the place, and that's a great way to get rid of them. Without right. using that's what I did for fungus gnats before, too. It does work. Well, there is another bug that I have in my tent almost all the time. And it's a bug that I'm not worried about. That that would be springtails. It will yeah, freak yeah. you out if the first time you see them, though, because you know, these little bitty white bugs come out in your runoff. The reason be common as around well. like dust. Mm. What's that? The reason be common as well, especially in cocoa oh, yeah. grows. Seem a lot with cocoa grows. Yeah, but they're good bugs. I mean, they basically eat organic material and and they poop out fertilizer, so you're good. They're generally yeah. a sign of a healthy ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And you can actually go and buy springtails if you go to a pet shop or something. Then they have them where you, whether you buy the reptiles and you buy crickets and all these bugs, and they'll have a little bit of springtails there. And you can buy those and put them on your pot and they'll just go away and just breed, man. And they won't eat your roots or anything that you, they're not supposed to. They're well behaved, man. So if you want to use springtails as a beneficial, and that's a good thing. Because, I mean, TG knows more about the shit beneficial uh, bacteria and um, beneficial bugs and nematodes and shit which you can use on the plant to prevent bugs too i use nematodes all the time um i just want to say too about thrips they like sticky traps too but they like blue ones sort of yeah all right i don't know if you guys mentioned that but uh no no okay cool it's a good way yeah. to keep a, an inventory in your tent though, if you got bugs or not if you put a yellow and a blue sticky trap down there and you look at them you'll know if you get thrips or, or whatever else you know monitor your trap that's right um so what we're saying about the um predator bugs yeah that's pretty much the way i uh go about you know controlling my perpetual fungus gnats and other i have thrips actually i've had thrips for quite a while now but again they don't really get out of control because Mm. i take uh, precautions using said beneficials um and yeah there's lots of different kinds the the main ones that people like to use are these you know, there's beneficial mites, there's beneficial nematodes, there's stuff like like row beetles and like actual predatory 
uh, arthropods type things, which look, and uh, they're really cool. And I've seen them actually fucking hunt fungus gnats and eat them. It's badass. Cool. Um, but for me, um, based on the predators that I deal with, um, and which are quite common with a lot of soil, organic soil grower type things, are the uh, nematodes. So beneficial nematodes that I use, they're called Steiner Nema Feltier is the scientific name. Um, most places that sell these will list them as such, but I think that's basically like the only one that anybody uses for that. And they eat lots of different things. They'll take, they'll uh, eat the fungus nut larvae, um, basically all of the, I don't know how to say it, but it's a type of fly that a fungus nut is like Sycharid or Sciarid flies. They're the family of, of fungus nuts. They also control thrips um, and they'll eat the larvae that are in the soil. So beneficial nematodes are great. Um, I also use BTI, which is monkey's favorite mosquito dunk. Absolutely. Yeah. The bacillus, uh, cur, BT, thuringiensis, curistaki, right? Or Israeli. Israeli, honest. Yeah. The curistaki is BTK. And that one's for caterpillars. Right. But that one, so yeah, between those two, I use those as a soil drench. I'll apply nematodes right at the beginning of the grow and about every two to three weeks afterwards. Um, and yeah, my pests really never get out of control. Um, and I have them basically built into my soil because I use unsterilized compost from my backyard in my soil. Mm. But You um, can find balance and then it doesn't get too out of control. And that's called the economic threshold. And it, that's uh, mm. when it goes over that level, then things start to go a little bit fucked up. You got yeah. some pest infestation. And that means that you're going to have to get the big guns out, man. You're going to have to go with the chemicals, get some pesticides out. Now, there's ways you can do this with homemade pesticide shit. You can just make it home by mixing some capsaicin, chilies, or maybe even onions. Does, does onion have capsaicin? I'm not sure. But, you know, uh, using chili peppers or something like that and mixing that with some water, then you can use something like that. Some bugs don't like capsaicin and they'll leave. Uh, you can do onion and garlic as well as a preventative because the bugs don't like the smell of it. So th then they'll stay away just because this horrible smell that's on the plants. There's things that you can even just dish soap, you know, use a little bit of uh, some washing up liquid. Then that, that can be good as well. We say to you super careful with dish soap. I killed a rose mm -hmm. plant one year because I didn't dilute it enough. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They do make insecticidal soaps. Um, Safer's end all is one product that I actually mm -hmm. do use mm -hmm. if I do have. And they're, fucking... they're unscented most of the time as well. If you use the insecticidal yeah. soap. So that yeah, then you don't they're, get a dodgy smile with it. They're made of um, what is that plant? Monkey, you probably know more than that. No, uh, um, pyrethrins, I, I, right? Pyrethrum. No, pyrethrum. That's per, per, uh, that's completely different. Say for insecticidal soap is ba it's not. It's got potassium. It doesn't have a poison on it. it. Basically, they just dissolve the shell. They're only it, going for the shell dissolving on dries, insecticidal soaps. Yeah, it dries so it's, out no, or something like that, right? No, it's not not. Uh, permethrin or, or uh, pyrethrum or none of that stuff oh. so yeah. one of those is derived from a flower or something right the pyrethrum uh, pyrethrum is yeah. derived from a daisy um now that that's that's a controversial one right there sometimes people do use pyrethrum in cannabis but i am very careful with pyrethrum when it comes to food yeah yeah, yeah. and again you don't want to spray this shit on your flowering plants if you can prevent it you don't want to put anything like that there Never yeah. flowering. I mean, using the insecticidal soap, or what's it called? Uh, Castile soap. 
Yeah, that's another good one. If you can, you, you cast mm. steel soap if your plants are flowering because that's got no scent and it shouldn't leave too much residue behind. Right. So you can wash your buds afterwards and get this shit off if necessary. But like TG said, it's really easy to burn plants when you're using soap. So just use a, like a small bit, half a milliliter per liter. Start off there and see what happens, you know. And if you use a strong enough spray for bugs like aphids, that other big, you know, juicy green ones, you can spray them off the plant, take it outside into the garden, spray it off, like cover the whole thing in soap water and bugs will fall off because it's slippery for one. Some of them get trapped in bubbles, so they suffocate and they'll die. That's another way. And then just washing them off as well. It, that will obviously reduce the numbers and just by keeping the numbers down you can make sure that the infestation doesn't get too strong get too bad and then the plant doesn't get too fucked up you know yeah the mechanism that the soap kills the, the bugs is really simple it just dissolves the shell very slowly so basically there's no support you're turning a bug yeah, into a blob yeah. and it can't move anymore then after that if that measure doesn't work then you move on to the neem oil that's the that will kill pretty much most bugs on the cannabis plant there, you just mix a couple of milliliters into a liter with uh, some Castile soap as well, because that'll help emulsify the neem oil. And it, because neem oil is an oil, it will try and float to the top of the water. But if you use some soap, it'll help disperse it around the water properly. Right? That's how it works, yeah. right? Neem oil is really bitter, so you really don't want this on your cannabis. Mm -hmm. And it smells funny. Neem oil here. <laughs> you, well, you can't get it. I don't know. I seem to remember reading that it's not available in Canada, but I could be completely wrong. We're using... I think you are completely wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, cold I mean, it's a natural... pressed... so, Sorry, monkey. I was going to say it's a natural insecticide, so I mean, you, you, can, you can make it yourself. I mean, If you've got a neem tree nearby. Well, you get, yeah, or you can buy the, neem, the actual neem itself and, and mix it. All. Mm -hmm. It's a natural pesticide, man. It smells a little bit funky. If you can just get some neem oil, you want to go to Amazon or whichever shop you get your stuff from and search for cold pressed organic neem oil. And that means that it's going to be solid at room temperature rather than liquid. And so before you use it, you want to warm it up. Just if you get the bottle and put it in some warm water, it will melt the, melt the neem oil inside. And then you can take that and put it into some spray and spray it, or spray it around your grow tent and across the pots of the plant before you spray it onto the plants. And just the smell by itself might be enough to get rid of the bugs. The, the neem is like, it's like a nerve agent, like serine gas or something. And when the bugs go near it, it'll just fuck them up and they wouldn't be able to eat properly or they wouldn't be able to go and reproduce. And shit like that. It, just, it kills them off within a few days if they ingest the, the neem oil. So the, the smell of it is bad for them and they might just leave once they start smelling neem oil. So using it like once a week or twice a week, just around the bottom of the tent is a good preventative as well. I used to do that, but you know, there was never any, any need really. But just again, with the neem oil pesticide, be very careful. You just use a little bit first and build up the, build up the amount of neem you're using as necessary. But you don't want to be burning your plants with any of this kind of stuff. And if you've got flowering plants, don't use it at all. You don't want this shit on your flowers. You won't be able to wash it off the same way. It would just make your buds taste like shit and smell like shit. And you don't want that. So I'm extremely conservative when it comes to, to spraying. I mean, I, if I don't have a problem, or I don't see a problem. I don't spray a preventative mm -hmm. or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there's no need to, but you, if you have to just be very diligent every time you open that tent up is to look, look for problems. Yeah. 
react, but I don't, I do not do preventative spraying. And then, I mean, if you've still got problems after that, then you're going to have to go for some chemical pesticide that you have to go to the store and get, and that's going to be some powerful shit, man. And that can't be sprayed on your flowers either. So, but you shouldn't get there with the right treatment using some neem oil, even just the soap or, you know, blasting the soil to make sure that it's drying out properly. So eggs dry out and die off. That's an easy way to get rid of them. There's loads of ways to get rid of bugs before you get to that stage. And just like we said last week as well with the plant problems, if you have any issues like this, if you want to come over to Persis and just take a picture, we'll be able to help you out it's, uh, and give you the best idea on how to get rid of them. But we all suffer bugs at some point, except for GB. GB, you've never had any bugs. <laughs> I've never had any, man. Fucking touch wood. I'm touching every bit of wood in the room in front of me. Scared you know, of that. I've never had a fucking single bug issue in my in my tent. Good, good. Ever. And oh, I don't know how, because I grow outside, outdoors. And I am not the clean, like I'm listening to Teach going, Clenny, listen, Teach has seen my fucking grow room. <laughs> it's not the cleanest in the world. <laughs> in all honesty, I'm surprised I don't have like fucking powdery mildew and bud rot every grow. It's like, I'm not the cleanest guy either, but um, I don't know. I just chalk it up to my really robust microbiome <laughs> that <laughs> kills it all off. Yeah, Firetop asked there, is an inch of sand on top of the soil a good thing to kill off bugs like yeah. Acer? Yeah, I mean, it can be. If it's I don't properly. like that, man. Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know. Sand. I don't like sand. On, <laughs> yeah. It's so heavy and it's uh -huh. so, like, it might smother them out, but fuck me. It's hard to deal with after then. You know, you've got a bunch of sand on your soil. Yeah, it's and you great. have to use the right sand as well. And this is the thing. It, you want The bugs are going to hatch out their eggs and then climb through the sand and if the sand is sharp enough it's gonna rip up their wings and their their exoskeletons and shit before they make it to the surface and it'll kill them off yeah. or, or at least stop them from breeding you know just reducing their numbers in general but you don't want to use sand uh, because it'll affect the watering system it doesn't work the yeah, same yeah. when it's wet so if you yeah. water your plants and it, it's wet it's not going to work anyway there's better ways of dealing with it if you just let the top two inches of the medium dry out it should kill off most of the eggs at the top of the medium. So it, it, you don't really need to use sand or diametaceous earth anyway. And if you do use diametaceous earth, then put a mask on before you use it because it's really fine, dusty fiber. You don't want to breathe that shit in. So be careful with that shit too. And the same with any pesticides, put some gloves on, or turn your fans off so when you're spraying things, it doesn't get blasted back and sprayed into your face. And do that before uh, you spray your plant with shit. Bugs are blasted, man. Some bugs too, remember, uh, I don't know if you know this, but thrips, they lay their eggs both in soil and on the leaves, or should I say in the leaves. Uh -huh. So yeah, yeah. yeah, some soil specific uh, preventative measures won't affect certain bugs like a thrip, right? So you're going to have to either nail your entire, well, basically the whole fucking tent or do something else it's part of the watering cycle when you when you're growing in soil i mean it's not the same in in cocoa because cocoa needs that uh that constantly moist medium but when you're growing in soil it should be part of the the watering cycle don't water until the top inch of your soil is dry at least and that'll make sure that the eggs don't don't live in there you know so this has brought it up a couple of times in the chat too now and um uh 
companion plants. Also yeah, a good yeah, way. Yeah. Some bugs prefer yeah, this certain is where, plants, right? Like, especially when you're growing outside. When you're growing outside to prevent yeah, the bugs getting on time. there, then some people would use companion plants or companion plants or cover crops, right? Yeah. For yeah, and for various reasons. Like um, sometimes the bugs like peppers. I know aphids love peppers and might even prefer them over over cannabis. So you know, if you have plants that attract the pests over your cannabis, that's good. But also like stuff like marigold, which can repel certain soil borne bugs that uh, can harm your plants. Some root damaging things, I think is what they do. Not nematodes, I think is what you're talking about. Yes. And um, by planting those around your plants, you basically build a defense. So it's kind of like the opposite of uh, attracting them and sacrificing one. So between those two applications, yeah. Yeah, if you can fine tune it, depending on what kind of bug problems you're having, that's a good way to to help mitigate your issues too. And then Swami, did, Swami did this with his last outdoor grow, didn't he? he planted a what crop was it? He planted around sunflowers. his whole field. Is it sunflowers? Sunflowers, right? right. Mm. And that and yeah, uh, reduced the, the bugs. Uh, the caterpillars yeah. went over there and ate all, all the uh, sunflowers right. and let, let his weed alone. Maybe attracted the birds too. You know, birds eat caterpillars, and yeah, you know, it's kind of like a Taoism approach. You know sort of thing you don't Chain need to use them pesticides. pesticides should be the last resort man and check yeah. the, with the pesticide that you're using as well but it doesn't affect bees because i'm sure nobody needs to be yes. told that the bees are, have been fucked and we need to yeah, try not kill anymore you know that's what they're called yeah fuck those but save the bees man yeah for yeah, sure man. so um and but when you're outdoors the best thing to do is plant some companion plants so the bugs are most likely to go and eat them rather than your cannabis hopefully now, when the plant's flowering, obviously you don't want to spray any shit on there, but you want to get some some predatory bugs, like a praying mantis will go around and eat some of the some of the bugs off your plant. But you know they're big; they're gonna need a lot of food. Oh, I do remember? You know, uh, but a common one is ladybugs slash uh, ladybugs is what they're called in the USA. You know, those little red ones oh. with with the mm-hmm. dots on them. Yeah, yeah, but they are slow. You're gonna need a good few of those. And, you know, ladybugs don't actually do a lot of eating. They do eat, but it's the larvae that really, they're called the aphid line, or no, the, sorry, the lacewing larvae is called aphid line, but the, the uh, uh, ladybug larvae are the ones that eat the fuck out of aphids. So that's Ooh. what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who was it? We, one of the breeders we, we interviewed said he wouldn't put ladybugs in his tent for anything because they shit all over the leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good, good point, man. And they're slow, man. They're lazy as far as bugs go. They're better just to have in your outdoor as like a passive thing. But like if you're buying ladybugs and putting them in your tent, uh, you should probably have something else going too. What else could be used? What do you think would be good? For just a generalist predator? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like mites. There's predatory mites. Um, they're called the specific ones I use are Amblyseus swirsky. Um, they're basically they're like spider mites, but they don't eat plants. They eat other mites and thrips and fucking fungus nut larvae and all kinds of shit. So having predatory mites, um, Coppert is one big brand. I used to get little Coppert. They're those little bags that you can hang off of your plant. Mm-hmm. The com- big companies use them a lot. Um, and then yeah the mites just crawl out of those bags slowly and get all over your plants and if they find any bad mites or anything really they eat them and if they don't they can survive on like pollen and and other things in the grow so they're kind of like there if you need them sort of thing so amblyseus swirsky that's the name great yeah so everybody can tell there's plenty of ways to get rid of bugs on your plants so if you do find some don't fucking freak out 
you can always come and ask for help over at Percy's or start off by figuring out which bug it is. And it's probably going to be one of the top four, the spider mite, the thrip, the fungus gnats, or what was the, what was the other one? Aphid. And I would say aphids, aphids. are a, a, a far force because aphids only really come around if you are outside and you're like rolling around in aphids and then you come into your grill because they don't like, <laughs> you know, yeah, but sometimes like the last couple of years here in Saskatchewan, we've had horrible aphids. Like they fucking, you walk outside and you're like, is this dust in the air? No, it's aphids flying around. Oh. So it's bad. Yeah. So in years like that, take extra caution for sure. And there's guides like this over on Percy's Grow Room as well. And you don't need to be a member to read the posts or anything. So if you have problems, you just head over to Percy's, check on the guides. And to kill each bug, there's a different guide on Percy's. Easy to read, tells you how to make the different pesticides and how to kill each individual bug and shit. So if you need yeah. help with that, just go over to Percy's. And summer's coming, man. Spring's coming. So these problems will start arising again. If Because being in the Northern Hemisphere, when it's winter, there's not many bugs out there like to That's bring the one, in anyway. Absolutely. The one beautiful thing about winter here is no bugs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah, a, that's a good point. Just the tough ones. <laughs> Yeah, well, I always have bugs because I, I always grow and they're always just like, you know, here. But uh, no, it's it's really handy. Ballista just... said uh, mites go up, tights go down. He's talking about stalactites, man. Come on. What do you do, bro? Uh, stalactites and stalactites, you know, and things in caves. Yeah. Yeah. Calcium carbonate generally. Mm-hmm. Wrong mites, bro. Wrong mites. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Check over at percysgrowing.com if you need some help with that shit. And if you want to ask questions, then sign up to the forum and there'll be somebody who can help you decide what bug it is and what the best plan of action is to kill the fucker. Or maybe you want to just live with it. Yeah, well, yeah, don't panic, man. Don't panic. Unless it's spider mites, then just like scream, scream, mm-hmm. run away. Just scream and we'll hear you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, yeah, Tell spider us, mites, man. Just uh, if you got that web on your plant, then it, it might be too far at that point. <laughs> well, yeah. But hopefully you would have noticed that Probably, your plant's having yeah, problems yeah. before you get to that stage. Yeah, exactly. Just come <laughs> and ask for help if you need it. It's That's all you have to do. So we have some questions as well, which we should cover. Uh, from Gellert. Gellert is a new member. I think that's how you sell it. Maybe Gellert. G-E-L-E-R-T. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, but I tried my best. Uh, <laughs> I have a question. I have a question about the podcast. Why are the first twenty-five episodes or so not in the feed anymore? I heard GB reference them as some of his favorite episodes. Apparently, he was even more foul-mouthed than today. <laughs> it's not a problem <laughs> if you don't want to answer this one. Uh, what sort of? Yeah, as I sort of feel like a stalker asking for a victim's new address. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So no, they they are on there. I did check when you said. I was like, what? What's that about? And we are on there. It's just maybe the podcast provider you're using doesn't have it like maybe goes to 200 episodes or something or 100 episodes and then doesn't show the rest that, that that's possible so uh just go to itunes spotify spotify will have all of the episodes as far as i know but if you go to podbean which is our, our main of podbean slash high and homegrown podbean.com slash high and homegrown that has every episode i went on check there today so it has mm-hmm. from episode one onwards do you have links to all episodes on the website? Uh, no, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't done anything on the website for a while. Okay. But, but I was thinking it would be a good idea to just get a list up like that with uh, links to each one. Yeah. 
And the foul mouthedness. Mackie asked me to rein that in. And, because... and then all we got, all, all day today, GBs, fuck, 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 fuck. You're so bad. You You're so terrible. Today I wasn't was all it, fuck, fuck. You were. Was, was it that folks. bad? It was okay. that, bad that that Mackie had to actually ask you to rein it in. There's other shit. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Much. <laughs> Just some of the, co- yeah, the that's topics. Funny. Yeah, that's the, funny. They're funny. Fairness. I, 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 think I keep I keep saying it, Marge. It is the Irish way. We course an awful lot. You know? We do, do you? We do. We course so <laughs> much. Like, it's like, what the fuck? Even, even when I get up in the morning, it just be going. You just start your day with a big old F bomb and just go. Oh, on. yeah. Well, normally yeah. that's what it is. It's rock shouting down the stairs to the other fella going, Where but... is this? Where the fuck is that? Where the fuck did you put everything? <laughs> I saw a really good tweet the other day about this, but it was more just it was about white people. And when white people yawn, they're like, ah, oh, fuck. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we do do that a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I yawned the other day and then my dog howled after me. So, <laughs> 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 what the fuck, man? You taking the piss out of me? That's nice. Just... He thought you were trying to talk to him, probably. You know what I, mean? yeah. I can match that. <laughs> <laughs> then we have another one, also from Gellert or Gellert. Yeah. Uh, has anyone ever had to wait for more than a week for a seed to germinate when planting straight into the medium? I'm getting a tad concerned. Anybody had to wait for more than a week? I mean, I'm looking I'm at three not. days, around three days. I'm expecting to see it. Generally, don't. If you're saying a germinated seed, yeah, we did. You already tapped that shit. Just sitting there waiting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I like could... I feel like maybe I've had to wait longer than I was expecting before. Sorry, More than just... a week. I don't know. No, that's, oh, the that, longest that's... I've waited was five days. That's pushing it. Mm. Yeah. It's, not, it's not coming out by then, and your conditions are uh, mm-hmm. ideal. Then. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I might be a little concerned too. For yeah, time in a yeah. week, to be honest, like maybe five, up to five days, maybe you said, but <laughs> old well, seeds many, sometimes can take a city. while. Yeah. Sorry, TV. I, I was just going to say, how many beans did he pop? Don't know. Not sure. But, yeah, but I have yeah. seen diaries before, though, where you know a grow will be well underway, and, and a bean will just pop up. Somebody says, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that one," or something like no, that. He, it does happen. I'm, if I'm looking at this question again, though, he says, has anyone ever had, ever had to wait for more than a week for seeds to germinate when planting straight into the medium? So did yeah. he germinate beforehand and like get that taproot or did he just stick the seed? Yeah, right it the soil sounds like just that? straight into the soil, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which could mean it could take longer, possibly. But even at seven, even at seven days going straight, like I, I rarely soak beans or do anything. I don't do the paper towel. I put them straight into these little easy plugs. It's like going straight into a medium. And I've like three, four days before I see something. That's how deep you max. plant it. You know, yeah. if, if you plant it too deep, then it's not going to make it's it out the, the medium at all. It'll get a certain amount yeah. and there's just not enough food for it to push the rest of the way. That's the biggest problem I've seen with us with failed seeds is planting them too deep. They do fail I've, sometimes. I've made that mistake too. Yeah, yeah. it's easy to do, man. Sure. It's yeah. always better to plant them like half a centimeter, just a small amount. And you can always add soil to the top of the pot later on. You don't want to yeah. put dig it too deep. Once it's out and it's grown a little bit, put some soil on top of the pot if necessary. But otherwise, just try not to plant it too deep because that is probably what's causing the problem. Yeah, I've always learned that you should plant the seed two depths of the seed deep. Mm-hmm. Not you know, too much, man. Not too much. Not too much. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Just a little bit. 
Uh, yeah. So we also have one from Woody. He said, can you detail watering frequency with the soil growth six inch part from placing the seedling into the soil first day and then the next week's worth of watering? How much milliliters, how often per day? Plain old water or something sparkling, additional cow mag for our water or rain. In soil, mate, just leave it for a while. I mean, it can be like five days. As long as there's water in the pot, it'll be fine. That's what I do. I mean, what were you saying, TG? Uh, I, yeah, I water whenever they need it. It really depends on, really depends on the size of the plant. Bigger plants transpire more and obviously need more water to drink. Um, but yeah, on average, uh, like it's hard to say on average because you don't know guys don't know what an average plant for me. But I don't know, an average three to four ounce plant, however the fuck big that would be. Um, in a three gallon pot, I'd say I water every two to three days. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I don't let them go completely dry, but I like to keep them like at the driest at a, at a very, very semi moist sponge, but not, you know, just a barely damp sponge kind of thing. He's talking about um, a seedling here as well. So you, if you let it dry out a little, then it'll be encouraged to push for more water yeah, yeah, or the, the roots will grow a little bit faster uh, i forgot it was a keep, seedling keep lifting up the pot <laughs> check how light it is once the pot is too light once you know it, it feel you just know it's too light this is this is it feels like it's got no weight to it whatsoever and then, then you add some fucking water to it then and then wait yeah. again until it does that and i reckon it's going to be three or four days in between when it's just the seedling yeah yeah right because my transpiring comment applies here too there's only three leaves on it it's not going to fucking be able to breathe very much right so you don't need much water in that case yeah so yeah Mackie's probably right and how much milliliters as well it's like try not to get any runoff just when you first add the the part this when you've done this added the seed to the soil or the seedling to the soil it's going to be fully saturated then so just try and get an idea of how much that weighs you know just lift it up so you got some kind of idea of how much is is well saturated and then when you water the plant again, do it slowly, just a little bit, little by little until it feels around the same weight. You don't want to get runoff if you can help it, but a little yeah. bit of runoff is also okay. Don't get too stressed. You just don't want it pissing out the bottom. So just a little bit of water at a time and just until you feel the weight come back to the pot and then just let it sit for a few days again. Be to fine. your point about um, drying it out a bit to let the roots, you know, encourage them to grow out a bit. That's, that's, the technique that I kind of take when I, when I water a plant that small, I'm not watering the whole pot. Usually I start right at the stem and I kind of just go in a circle in a spiral out yeah. from the stem. And as the plant gets bigger, you make your, your circle or your spiral bigger, mm -hmm. um, eventually reaching the, the, the walls of the pot. But yeah, you don't want to saturate the thing because like you don't want the roots sitting in water all the time because it can't, breathe that much being such a small plant it can't handle that much water it won't suck that much water up and therefore it'll just sit there in the water so only as much as you need right but um mm -hmm. it doesn't take much when they're that small so you also yeah. asked how often daily it's like twice a week probably mate you're not going to be doing it too much yeah unless you're if you're in cocoa different story you know you, but you said soil here so every few days you'd be watering it again a couple of times a week maybe Plain old water or something sparkling. It just plain oh, water is fine, mate. Do you think so? <laughs> oh, is that sarcasm? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, if somebody wants to do like sparkling water for their plants, 
And would it hurt? No, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. Sparkling Probably. water is good to spray on the plant for foliar feeding because it's got carbon dioxide di- uh, d- dissolved in it, which makes it carbonated. Yeah. You spray that on your plant and then the stomata on the leaves can absorb the CO2 straight from the water. And that can be good for the plant because it's nice boost in CO2. But that's about that it. Don't put like that shit stretch, in the media. Probably not good for like, roots, That seems no. pretty bougie, this. I don't know. I've read that a long time ago. Maybe it'll work, man. Maybe it'll work. Like anything, okay. I haven't done scientific Perrier. studies. Perrier <laughs> for your plants. Oh, no, Holy. only San Pellegrino. Sorry. Oh, right. yeah. San Pellegrino okay, or nothing. Right. That shit's pretty good. That's Nestle, though. And fuck Nestle. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Fuck them. Said, uh... I recant my previous statement. <laughs> he also said uh, additional cow mag for RO or rainwater. So again, in soil, mate, then you don't necessarily need to add calcium unless the plant needs it. And if the if the soil is good enough, then it probably won't be needed. Just eat lots of eggs and make lots of compost out of your eggshells. There you go. That's what I was saying. I said to the wife the other day, I made some six eggs and made some scrambled eggs and shit. And she's complaining because I put the eggs back in the box. So we put the eggs back in the box. We put the eggs back in the box. And I'm like, but you want them for the worms, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I eat a fuckload of eggs, man. So she's trying to tell me about the plants. The 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 worms don't need any more eggs now. They've had plenty. <laughs> Surely not. Surely they can do with some more. Plant loves cow mac, right? <laughs> that is my logic, though, or at least with my soil, because I eat three eggs every day. Basically, basically every day I eat three eggs at least in the morning for breakfast. I have a fuckload of eggshells in my compost, and it's probably just like loaded with calcium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So. Well, I'm going to assume that. <laughs> but, you know, the soil should be good, man. So you shouldn't need to add anything to the rainwater. Yeah, rainwater uh, is the best. And also one more from Woody is that where do baby snakes come from? <laughs> mm, mommy snakes. Yeah, mommy snakes, I would assume. You should go to Manitoba eggs, and right? the snakes, snakes are born from eggs, aren't they? Yeah, the reptiles. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's some, are some snakes not born from the mouth, though? Maybe there, there are, are some no, mate, live birds. Mate, you're from Ireland, man. Snakes. St. Patrick got rid of all the snakes. What are you supposed to yeah, know about snakes? Yeah, I don't snakes? know, Bill. I, 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 just, I, I have a feeling i seen a documentary where, like, snake was, oh, it was like it was no, getting sick. That's <laughs> savage. That's savage. Maybe that is. it was that fucking something like game. I think that's an Ouroboros, I think, that you're thinking of. Mate, I seen a mean video the other day where a frog got caught by a snake and was slowly fucking eaten alive by this snake, man. It was tragic. It was tragic. It was so bad. It's like, first off, you got him by one leg and he's sort of just like breathing in the fucking leg. Oh, man. And then he gets the second leg and, and then his body's in. And the, you can see this thing struggling all the time, trying to climb back out of its mouth and shit. So, oh, God. It's got, the poor frog, man. But, you know, snakes got to eat. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> a viviparous snake gives birth. Yeah, well, um, by live snakes. Yeah, anacondas, boas, yeah, I knew they did. Garter I think snakes. Garter snakes. We have garter snake. Uh, four twenty crazy garter snake. Oh, it's my four twenty. Yeah. Manitoba right now is overrun with garter snakes, though. They're yeah. big orgies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they? yeah, they are. They come out of hibernation really? and then just go crazy. Oh, There's pictures on Twitter. Bubble Hawk said, look up snake eats kangaroo. That's real nightmare fuel. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Only in Australia. Only in Australia. You know, yes. Australia. <laughs> yeah. Everything Everything man. There. I'm eat surprised there are a species of snake that just eats kangaroos in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you know? no, but, and the kangaroo I mean, is also venomous. 
we're really lucky in Ireland. The worst fucking thing we have is a fucking wasp. Yeah, same, same here in the UK, really. Yeah, wasp. And then the worst, too. yeah, the worst fucking thing that could eat you is is a badger. You know, <laughs> and that's not going to even eat you. That's just going to bite your legs yeah. till it breaks, and then run away and go, ha ha, chase me now, fucker. Yeah, you know, so there you go, Woody. <laughs> Where do baby snakes come from? From the pits of hell. Wait, that's what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. From your worst nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> that's all accurate. Very accurate. So I think that's about it. That's all the questions which we had. That's uh, that's about bugs. You know, if you need any help, then you know where to go. Head over to percy'sgrowroom.com and look for the bugs guides. They're up in the in the top banner in, in guides if you need help. And sign up to the forum if you, if you need any help there. You can take a picture of your plant, upload it so we can see the effects on the leaf and try and figure out what bug it is, and then try and figure out the best way to get rid of it. So head over to Percy, sign up. But that's about it, I think. Are we all done? We all done? We yeah. chill for five minutes and enjoy this no, 420. Done here. Let's go back to the, uh, to the outro. Let's go here. I'm still trimming. You're going to be trimming so, for a while, aren't you? Outro true. There you go. So there we go, everybody. That was the episode all about bugs on cannabis plants. If you need any help at all, as usual, just head up to percysgrowroom.com slash forum. And there's loads of growers there, all experienced growers that are more than happy to help you out with any questions that you have. Just take a picture of your plant, tell us what you think the problem is, and open a thread. And there'll be lots of people just commenting on there, helping you out, making sure that you got the right answer and the right treatment to get rid of the bugs that are on your plant. But for now, that's it. That's the episodes for this week. The next episode is on Sunday, which will be the live stream over our YouTube channel, which you should already be a subscriber of. If not, head over to youtube.com slash homegrown and click on that subscribe button because your support means a lot to us. And that is a real good way to support the site and the show is just by subscribing to our YouTube channel. That's a great way you can help us out. So thank you. We'll catch you on Sunday for the live show. And if you're not around for that, then we'll catch you on Monday for the cannabis news as usual. So enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.